This episode of the Albums of the Decade series on West Houston Radio is brought to you by Will You Be My Hero, a pop-up experience sponsored by Neighborhood Heroes Clothing. If you're in the Detroit area next Saturday afternoon, pull up to take part in the unveiling of Neighborhood Heroes' latest collection. Free drinks are free entry. The only thing that's needed to get in is your smiling face, or I guess you could be frowning too, but who, who would want to frown at such a joyous occasion? Um, so yeah, February 1st, next Saturday, 2 to 6 p.m. at Street Cred, 6340 East Jefferson in downtown Detroit. To RSVP and for more information, uh, please head to their Instagram, which is Neighborhood Heroes Clothing, all one word, Neighborhood Heroes Clothing, or visit their website, which is TheNeighborhoodHeroes.com. It's the in front, TheNeighborhoodHeroes.com. Um, shout out to Sterling Morrow, proprietor of um, Neighborhood Heroes Clothing, my little brother. Pretty sure I referenced them in an ad read already on the show, but um, they have taken off in just a few short months, man. They are doing great. They're pretty much all over the world, not even just the countries of the world. So if you want to take part in a great experience, I've seen the gear. The gear is he's posted previews on um, their Instagram or his personal Instagram. So, um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great time, man. Again, February 1st, 2 to 6 p.m. at Street Cred. Y'all go cop up, man. It's going to be a great time. We are also brought to you. As always, by the best kept secret, Wasusim and Wasusim.com, where our consigliere is back, man. Our entertainment critic, Ryan Morgan, has submitted the project's top movies of the decade. It was her list, but we're going to go ahead and co-opt it for the entire project. Um, it's a pretty robust list, even though I haven't seen all of them myself. But um, Ryan is the movie buff of the friend group. And so even though I haven't seen two or three of them, I would recommend the list highly because the other seven that I have seen are, are phenomenal films. So if you if you need to sort of catch up on movies from last decade, don't know where to start, please head to whatshoosim.com and read Ryan's list. It'll give you a great starting point. Um, yeah, albums of the decade still going. Songs of the year from last year is up. Consulting and photography is going up. This decade is looking really good for whatshoosim starting off. So make sure y'all get in where y'all fit in, man. Whatshoosim.com is uh, the location for everything. So head there, whatshoosim.com. One more time, whatshoosim.com. Com. Today, we have first-timer, my homie, and the founder and president of the up-and-coming nonprofit, Be Great DC, Rachel Payton. And we're going to jump into her album of the decade selection in just a second. But first, as always, my brother, uh, Willie Mangan. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love. I'm Detroit's own. Yeah, I'm Detroit Zone. <laughs> yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You can have it without all you taught me. I never would have lasted. I know I can move all right, boom. from Hollywood. We're back. Miss Rachel Payton, uh, founder of Be Great DC in the hey. building. Gang, gang, gang. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How thanks are you? For, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, I thought about having you when I first was like brainstorming this, and then. The sort of semi-argument we got into at the retreat about it. I was like, yep, you coming on for sure because you have thoughts. You have opinions, man. Um, opinions on all of the things. Yeah. But no, so like, so for everybody listening, kind of the genesis of the argument was, I kind of just threw it out there. We was having dinner one night and I was like, um, what's your album of the decade? And folks are throwing out different sort of albums. And shout out to Chad. Shout out to Chad. But like, so I, I guess like, so do you want to define what you think the album of the decade has to like sort of criteria for what an album of the decade. Oh, that was on the list of questions you sent me. But I'm sure, saying, no, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that to be an album of the decade, it needs to have some type of, I guess, wide impact on people, mm -hmm. like an actual connection. 
I think, to a mass group of people. Um, I feel like numbers, obviously, are kind of a marker of having an album of the decade. I don't think an album of the decade could be one that didn't sell. Numbers don't <laughs> lie, or whatever. Um, but I also think that what should be a criteria is what, like, how does the album represent the artist and the artist's growth, mm-hmm. I think. And so, in my opinion, the album that I chose hits all of those, I believe. True. I don't disagree. Um, so... I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to try to like lean into this because people are already seeing the album artwork, so they gonna know what you picked. But oh, um, true. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, well, not the album artwork, but the podcast artwork. Yeah. Um, do you have like honorable mentions, or do you just want to jump into what you picked? No, it was it was low key. I don't want to say it was hard enough, but I was struggling to dedicate myself to That's the true. album, so I'm not even gonna do honorable mentions. Like I have to stick to just this one. All right. But yeah, so my album was Lemonade. Hey, by Lemonade by Beyonce. Beyonce, second appearance in the album of the decade project. <laughs> Yeah, so why'd you? So yeah, we can jump into the questions. Why do you think Lemonade? So you actually you sent me a Time article. I did. Like a week ago or I so did. about they picked it as the album of the decade. Yeah, they did. Um, Which was ironic because I had just told you I was mm-hmm. picking Lemonade, and then I happened to scroll. Even though I was nervous because I'm yeah. very anxious to like commit to decisions like that. No, that's real. I mean, I'm undermining <laughs> like the, my the own premise of my own project, but it's like, man, these lists don't mean shit, dog. Like. <laughs> They're they're mass no, subjective. It, like you gotta, are. I don't know. Like it's like I'm doing my end of the year music list now, and I don't know. I feel like people are gonna look at it and be like, "How did you not pick this? How did you not pick that?" But they split. It's like, dog, make your own list, bro. Yeah. Like that's really my response to people complaining about other people's lists. Is right. like you should probably make your own. But yeah, I think that the lists are very reflective of the culture of that person. Mm. Um, it tells a lot about a person's or an outlet's personality. Um, but like you said, it's very subjective. But yeah. why I think Lemonade was the best album of the decade. The best album of the decade or my favorite album? Either or. Or both. Man, what? Where do I start? So, one, time. she gave us an album with at least three or four different genres on it. Fair. She gave us R&B. She gave us ballad. She gave us pop. She gave us rock. This lit in a country a song. A good country song. A good country a song good that country you don't even song. realize is a country song until the album's over. And it's like, wait, was there a country song in the middle of this album? No, like, I, this, that's a clear country. I mean. I mean, yeah, but like everything flows. Like nothing, No, it does flow. It do slide yeah, right into it. Everything was so different, but it all flowed yeah. together very well. Um and then I think there's a term for albums that tell a story. I can't think of it Concept right now. Concept album? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, and from the beginning to the end, it is literally a journey that she takes you through with the album that I think is reflective personally for me as a black woman, but also is reflective of Beyonce's personal journey and growth in a way that, I mean, she has been kind of vulnerable with us before in her music and in mm-hmm. her art and you know in some interviews and things like that um but i think that this piece 
showed herself in a way that we never expected or you know would have thought of so yeah. that's true um damn I, f- I mean to do this at the beginning every time and forget the wikipedia what? facts um oh. lemonade is the sixth <laughs> studio album by american singer beyonce released on april 23rd 2016 by parkwood entertainment columbia records it was her second visual album following her 2013 eponymous fifth album and it's a concept album boom, boom. um primarily an r&b album Lemonade encompasses a variety of genres, including pop, reggae, blues, rock, hip-hop, soul, funk, Americana. Look at, look at, look at that. I don't even know what the hell Americana <laughs> is. Country, gospel, electronic, and trap. It features guest vocals by Bruh. The Splee. Um, supported by five singles, Formation, Sorry, Hold Up, Freedom, featuring Kendrick Lamar and All Night. Daddy Lessons, featuring the Dixie Chid. That was, that's more, is that five? I can't count. One, two, three, four, five, six. Like yeah, that's not five. Okay. Um... The album appeared on several publications year ends list with Rolling Stone listing it at number one. Blah blah blah. In June nineteenth, Lemonade in June twenty nineteen, Lemonade was certified three times platinum, having sold up three million album equivalent units in the United States alone. So yeah, it's a pop album. It sold like crazy. Um <laughs> I mean that's the thing, is Beyonce's a pop st- Beyonce can sell anything. Like yeah. really anything. And, and she does. And she does. Um and she's just good at Promo. I think like I saw some pushback this year about like she didn't have a great PR year somewhere. I don't know. What is what a was. what is a not great PR year for, for Beyonce? Beyonce I don't know because she doesn't need PR. She doesn't. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's a, it's I think that for her she as as much as she could stay out of the spotlight, she would prefer to until she wants us to buy something or support something. Yeah, I definitely talked to somebody about that. Like that's a I don't aspire to fame. That's a weird thing to aspire to. But like I would like to get to a point where like. I can drive my shit and just go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she don't really... That's the thing. That was the thing about self-titled was, like, she gave us the music mm-hmm. and the videos and mm-hmm. was like, I'll holler. Like, <laughs> she just gave us everything at, at one like, time. y'all be good. Yeah. So, <laughs> y'all will be all right. Right. But it worked. Like, the, yeah. the fact that, like, she just, like... Because she knew she could surprise, do it. Some shit, right. So, drive some shit like that and all at one time and it worked. And, mm-hmm. yeah, niggas was excited about it. So. And little did we know that was about to be the blueprint for Lemonade. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, this is self-titled part two. I feel like I've, I've definitely referenced it as that before. Mm. It's like, because I feel like self-titled was just a more happier, not happier, but it is happier. Like, she's blissful I, in her marriage, and this is actually, like, her yeah. discovering that her nigga ain't shit. Yeah, so. and I think that, I think in self-titled, she was also a lot more, um, how do I say this? Like, she was a lot more sexy and feminine and mm-hmm. kind of grown woman with it, which she has been before, but not as kind of out there. Um, so I think in that album particularly, it was showing different sides of her as well as a grown woman. But yeah, I concur. Yeah. Um, boom. Okay, second question. Memory of your first time listening to the album, start to finish? Or any other fun memories involving the album? So, what I remember first is when the Formation video mm-hmm. drops. I got hot sauce in my bag, swag. I see it, I want it. I suck yellow, want it. I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it. I twirl all my middles. Now I know alligators. A Camino with a Tito. Sipping Cuervo in the hotel. I go out. I go hard. I go hard. And I think I was still in 
my old apartment? I don't remember. But um, I, I FaceTimed my best friend. I FaceTimed Catherine. Because when I watched I was like, yo, this is so black. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, off tops, like, from the beginning, I was like, oh, she's really about to do this. They just come in with the, um, the police car over the water. They're in New Orleans. They got all these black people in the video. And she's talking about... Um, She's literally just talking about being black yeah, and just running stuff, but running stuff with other women and bringing women along with her, which she's been talking about since for forever. Um, but I, I was... I feel like... I could be wrong. I'm, I vaguely remember people... like I mean, people just nitpicking everything. And of I do course. think there was a moment where like... People thought it was inauthentic in a way. Like, why is she just, why is she trying to be so black so bad? You know what I mean? But she's always been black. She like, always if you go has. back and watch Destiny's Child's videos, they are black as hell yeah. from Houston, Texas. Like, I think she had like a, the, like the single ladies phase. I think like, people like point to as like her very like pop moment. And I feel like yeah. when, whenever people want to talk about her as like a pop star, they go like directly to that and like skip the whole Destiny's Child thing. You yeah, know? I mean, because you're right. She came out in like in, in, in straight backs and. <laughs> So. Right. I mean, I don't know what people want her to, to, not even just her, but I mean, artists have room for flexibility and creativity. You don't have to be, every every piece of art that you make doesn't have to be about blackness. Right. Like, you're, she's a pop star. Obviously, she's black. Obviously, she has a large following in the black community, but we're not the only community that follows her as well. And so I think people should just hop off in that regard. <laughs> no, that's real. I mean, she she does. Get... I mean, honestly, like because what is your fave doing? Ooh. Nothing. Ooh. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, my fave is married to her, so <laughs> works out. Not uh, you, but like in general, most of the time, people that have that complain about stuff like that, when you ask them about their fave on that same subject, it's quiet. Cause yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a broader. I don't know. Like every every time I just hear like general shit about like her being overrated or she can't sing, it's like it's too Beyonce's dog because I don't know. <laughs> I think people just like to be about. anti. They do, they do. I'm an anti nigga, but it's almost like <laughs> some stuff you can't be yeah. anti about. You know what some I'm saying? Like is, some stuff's undeniable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but she do catch a lot of flag from niggas who just want. That's the thing is, anytime I hear Beyonce hate, it's like you just want to hate. So exactly, I'm gonna get that to you. Exactly. Um, And then as far as, so I saw the album, or I saw the film before I actually listened to the album just alone. And to me, the film, it is so beautiful. Um, It's majority black women. There's like a couple of black men in it. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of, there's like two white guys in the end. (laughs) But it's majority black women in the film. And it's just, I don't know how to describe it. Because she, she also incorporates spoken word yeah. into the film. I, like, that's outside of the album. And so the way that she marries the visuals with the like the, the beats and the sounds of the music, um, with the spoken word, but then also with all of these different black women, these different scenes, she's paying homage to so many different things. I was mm-hmm. just, it moved me a lot. And I felt, I, as a young black woman, I don't know if I've ever, like, resonated with pop art like that in, mm-hmm. in that way mm-hmm. um and it just felt like wow how can somebody this famous this popular or whatever relate to me on this level and she doesn't even know me yet you know yeah. what i'm saying no, like how real. can she be talking about stuff that me and my friends be talking about and we've never i've never been i can't say i've never been in the same room with her but like i've never i've never talked to her before but how she know we going through that's crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um so it just felt reassuring reassuring to me the entire album uh visually and audibly that, like, yeah, we be going through stuff. You know, even me, 
as a pop artist, pop legend in the making, or I guess pop legend now, um, with me and all of my grandeur, I still go through things, and I clearly still get cheated on, unfortunately. <laughs> but it normalizes uh, her. It just it normalizes a lot, really. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. Let me just do the the Wikipedia visuals reading real quick. Lemonade was accompanied by the release of a 65 minute film with the same title, produced uh, premiered on HBO on April 23rd, 2016. Divided into 11 chapters titled Intuition, Denial, Anger, Apathy, Emptiness, Accountability, Reformation, Forgiveness, Resurrection, Hope, and Redemption. Mm -hmm. The film uses poetry and prose written by expatriate Somali poet Warson Shire. Her poems, which she adapted, were The Unbearable Weight of Staying, Dear Moon, How to Wear Your Mother's Lipstick, Nail Technician is Palm Reader, and For Women Who Are Difficult to Love. Um, So, yeah, I think I was telling you before we got on mic, I haven't seen the film yet. And part and so I got to the album semi late because I wanted to watch the film. I almost felt like it'd be cheating to like listen to the album and not see the film. And then it got yeah. to the point where like I hadn't seen the film, so I was like, let me just go ahead and listen to the album. <laughs> um, so yeah, I still need to watch it. But um, I think I've that, heard that it. Is I've like heard it's required. beautiful. It, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really, I mean, there's really no other way. Jay Z makes an appearance in the end. Just thought, I don't know if you knew yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not much of one, but he makes an appearance. Um, he better had. <laughs> I always thought it was funny. Like I don't know. Like the joke I always had. I feel like we just need to kind of talk. Like we talking around what um, the source material for this album. But oh, like, true. I always thought it was funny that like he had to listen to his wife like make the album. Like he was they around. Were, for he the, was in the studio. Yeah. He heard the entire shit, man. So like he was just in there. Like yeah, and I can only imagine what type of therapy yikes that yeah. was for the both of them. But for I mean. Sure. That's real. That takes strength. I mean, all first of all, all of this takes strength because especially as Beyonce, somebody that doesn't like to have her business mm-hmm. in the streets, I feel like th- her kind of turning this experience into an album and then sharing that with the world. I was like exposing her to a way to the world in a way that she's never done for herself. No, so never. it's like that takes an extreme amount of growth. And then for you and your and then for your husband to like be in support with you while you're releasing that and then he dropped his I don't want to say a response album, but kind of like his, re- his, his response. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, but it's just like, dang, I guess she kind of felt like I don't know. I I appreciated. I don't want to say that she needed to go through that for us to get this great album, but I did appreciate her saying, "This is kind of just like real life still happens to us too," type of thing. I always. Um, <laughs> you did not pull up this video. <laughs> oh snap! I didn't mean to pull it up on the big screen, but it is what it is. So yeah, so the source material I was talking about. <laughs> Um, on oh, what's this May 12, 2014, TMZ headline Jay Z physically attacked by Beyonce's sister. First of all, why they call her Beyonce? Yeah, why? Yeah, that was mad disrespectful. TMZ, <laughs> TMZ be on trash, dog. I, I try not to fuck with them. I remember, I remember the night Whitney died, mm. and I did not want to believe it. And then TMZ confirmed it, and that was the night I realized that, like, y'all really do be knowing mm. everything, bro. Like, damn. Um, Jay Z was for, and they be egging on, they be piling on with the they adjectives do. and adverbs, bro. They really like the white people bossing, dog. <laughs> they are. Like, they, they literally are. Jay Z was ferociously assaulted by Beyonce's sister Solange, who was wildly kicking and swinging at <laughs> him inside an elevator. And the attack was captured on surveillance video obtained by TMZ. According to our sources, it all went down at a Met Gala after party last week at the Standard Hotel in New York City. In the video, Jay Z, Beyonce, and Solange step into the elevator, and then Solange goes crazy, screaming at Jay before <laughs> unleashing a violent attack. 
A large man who appears to be a bodyguard attempts to host Lange back, but she manages to connect at least three times. This this analysis <laughs> is taking me out, bro. Managed to and that's why that's the reason why I'm still reading it because this oh, analysis is great. I'm weak. At one funny. point, <laughs> so Lange throws a kick and Jay grabs her foot, but never attempts to strike her. Beyonce stands by it without getting physically involved, and that is actually the funniest part of the video. Is she right. just standing to the? That's side. honestly her. That signal to me, she minded her business. I'm about to mind my business. Honestly, at the end of the day, like when this story when this story came out, everybody was talking about it, and then it kind of just disappeared. I was like, whoa. I guess that's just that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's where we're gonna leave that until she decided to let us know what was really going on, but she didn't have to do. So I mean, um, so for larger backstory too, like. I remember, like, I'm old enough to remember when Jay-Z and Beyonce were, like, not telling us that they were dating. You know what I'm saying? I do remember that, too. That was a thing where they was pretending yeah. like they wasn't together. And then they got but married they in secret. they was making hella songs. They was making hella songs, <laughs> and they got married in secret. Like, yeah. so this is why, like, when this shit popped off, I was dumb skeptical that, like, they mm. would ever let us into their lives. I was like, y'all are the same couple mm. who pretended like y'all wasn't dating for five years. Mm. Like, no, the fuck? No, y'all not about to tell us, like, Jay-Z's <laughs> cheating on you. Get the fuck out of here, but... I guess I have to believe it because they they were very open about it. Yeah, so. they were, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I was telling you too. Um, so I guess like phase two of it is like, and I, I wrote something. I was looking at this on the bus on the way over here. Um, my end of year list last year, I put Black Effect at like five from Everything Is Love, and I think like too long don't read it. Like trying to paraphrase it. What do you mean out of five? Like a like, like a, five out of ten. I, oh, okay, I, I did okay. ten write ups and it was number five. Uh, for the year um damn it and i think like essentially um i was getting that like jay-z was kind of as, as as a dude who's gonna buy jay-z records no matter like what it is it could be him like <laughs> farting the, the, the sounds of the phone book um i didn't want to hear dude rap no more i was kind of over it mm. um shining came out him and beyonce it was a Khaled song like january 17. I just remember I was at Melvin's birthday party and the kind of the topic of Hove came up. It was it was a young lady from Brooklyn there, shot my homie Flo. And I just straight up was like, if I'm if Hove gonna be that Hove, I'm cool. Like I don't need no more Jay-Z records ever again. And she got mad. It was like, what you no you a Jay-Z stand and you talk about and I'm like, if it's trash, it's trash, but I'm not about to pretend like a trash is good, dog. It's not. So um 444 came out, and I think like part of it too was like um, where am I going? With this? So, so this, so this whole sort of saga started to me at like Magna Carta, where like mm. it was this big family affairs, a lot of records mm. on there where like Beyonce was supposedly oh. was like in the studio, or whatever. It's like this big thing where like it was his family now, mm-hmm. and they were just so happy to like be an open couple. So then when this all popped off, I was like. First off, Jay Z is not cheating on Beyonce. That's dumb. Right? Like, That's what I thought too. I was like, all right, yeah. are y'all doing too much? I was like, first off, you think Jay Z fucking that up? Come on, bro. Right? No, that's not happening. A right. and then B, I was like, it would seem a little bit bizarre for him to like openly be like, oh, I'm in love with my wife now. Oh, only to cheat on her. I was like, he probably right. should have been doing that when he wasn't claiming right. her for real. Right? Like, yeah. That don't make sense. Um, and then they seem happy on self-titled, mm-hmm. whatever. And then. So when did self title drop? Before I, it dropped right before it is. Yeah. Right before the right yeah. before the TMD because uh, that dropped Christmas thirteen, and this happened May fourteen, which is why it was only six months later. Um, 
Cause it's probably already about to be done. <laughs> no, but I'm not gonna lie. When so when I saw this, and then people were talking about oh, he cheated on her, I was like, nah. I was like, until Beyonce comes out of her mouth, which she did. I didn't know she was gonna do. I was like, until Beyonce comes out of her mouth to me and says Jay Z cheated on me, mm-hmm. I'm not no because that doesn't mean I was like no. No, there's no way that he would cheat on her. You know? And not like this, not now, not in this part of life. Not like, this, exactly. <laughs> like, like, let's not on Beyonce, what? And that's like part seven of it, too. It's like, man, all he rap about now is paintings blue and his <laughs> wife. I was like, he, if he lose his wife, he's lost one of the things to rap man, about. Man, listen, like, I was like, if Beyonce can get cheated on, what hope is there for the little people? Not the little people. What what hope is there for me not if it don't if it literally people. don't matter it, who you that's are? That's the thing is it don't matter. It don't right. Moral <laughs> it was just crazy because people are gonna be people. It do not matter. But yeah, like that shit matter. really threw me off. So, um, like point blank period when this shit dropped, I was a little bit fucked up because as a whole stand, I was like, not that like I took it personally, but it was like. Maybe I should examine why I idolize hope. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I mean, like, it, it also like made me think about like why beyond like why I idolize hope. Like, were there things that I was taking from him that I was applying to my life that mm. I needed to purge? You know what I mean? And so oh, wow, it, was, it, it was it was kind of deep. <laughs> it was kind of deep. It's like if I'm a, but if I'm gonna call this nigga a role model, right, right, right. And like know it's who quite you clear, right? It's quite clear yeah. that he fucking up. It's like I right. need to analyze why and if I still want to consider him. That, right. So. I mean, because even, because like I said, people are people, we're all flawed. So even if it's still a role model, it, you still need to be able to hold role models accountable. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, that's real. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess, my memories of listening to the album. Um, <laughs> all right, question number three, best three to five song stretch on the album. So, for real, for real, I was looking at, I was looking at the track list for this question, and I really think that she came out the gate sturdy with the first five joints. Really? Like, yeah, I think because she's giving you, like I said, she's giving you different um, genres already in the first five. So it's like you're already halfway through a complete journey at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, is just kind of crazy. I fuck with, like, Say is just like three yeah, songs at one. Anyway. She's stuck her money, money everywhere she goes. Her yamas, I get straight from Tokyo. She got some commas and them decimals. Did you know Six Inches Majority like a sample? Like I know everything is a sample, but it's like literally the song itself is like just a millennium version. Like I I forgot what song it was. I have it in my iTunes, but I was listening to like I think it was a jazz radio station. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Walk On By. Oh my God! Wait, is that is that it? I think so. I I, caught, I heard it earlier. Um, full disclosure, I'm not a weekend it. fan. So. I think that is it. Um, but either way, you're right. It is like three songs in one. And yeah. at first, that one, I wasn't paying as much attention to when the album first came out. But over the years, that song has really grown on me yeah, a lot. Yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah. it that, that's the one. I was um, kind of like zoning in and out when I was listening to it earlier. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I and when Station came on, I was like, oh, shit. Right. Um, and, and it yeah. comes right after it's right behind sorry like right right, right, right. that's lit <laughs> and full disclosure like i don't really fuck with the weekend like that um i mean i'm not a weekend stand i'm just kind of i was out on dude when he, he made like a dirty diana remix back oh, in the day, day yeah, and i was so no. mad after that i was so mad after that. i was like y'all can keep that nigga i think <laughs> i think you were rightfully rightfully people love the weekend though i will say like i, I was the, the i was the one 
Black boys love the weekend. Black was, black men do love the weekend. Let me tell you something. Black weekend. men love the weekend and apple cinnamon candles. <laughs> that's that's Ray Pace wisdom for this. <laughs> I didn't even know about the apple cinnamon candles part. I've been seeing like mahogany teakwood from Black and Body Works get a lot of love recently, and I was like, you know what? That's for the that's for the black men that just discovered self care in the last two years. You know, yeah. That's what so I, they I didn't graduate want to, be to mahogany teakwood. Yeah, those are for the men that graduate to mahogany teakwood from the apple cinnamon. But yeah, <laughs> at that point, but mahogany teakwood is so stereotypical. Like it's like it's really like the black <laughs> it's like, ice. It's re- it really is black ice, bro. I'm like I moved it on is. to another scent just because I was like. I got a little more classy. I mean, I'm not going to hold you. It's a good scent, but it, it is, is a good though. scent. It smells great, but it, it smells like they really, like, uh, workshop. Like, what do niggas want to smell? And they was like, mahogany tea wood. Like, boom. So, yeah, they definitely did a couple of case studies there. Shout out Rosewater, Ivy, gang, gang, gang. Um, <laughs> dang, what's my stretch? I Sorry got to be in it. I do like Don't Hurt Yourself. So, I guess it, it would be. I, I really like Don't Hurt Yourself, too. I guess I'm going yeah, I'm, I'm to uh, just latch on to your stretch, one to five. Although I do like freedom, I like. I do, yeah. Sandcastles and forward. Um, Sandcastles is a song that gets played the least on my end, only because mm. I think it's the most painful one. It is so very it's sad. like, yeah. So it's like I really had to be in a mindset, like an open mindset, to listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I occasionally skip that one, only because it's like, girl, I can't do this with you right now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Okay. I so saw. I'll actually deviate and I'll go love drought through freedom. Okay. From my stretch. Freedom's crazy, man. Shout Freedom out to Kendrick's verse on there. He lost his mind. Man, you got to watch the film. Is Kendrick in the film? No, he's not. Damn. But the way that she does this song is dope. Okay. Um, I feel like I've seen them perform it live, though. Yeah, they I performed it at uh, um, an award show. I forgot what year. Well, I guess it was the year this came out. Um, yeah. I forgot what show. It must have been the Grand? Live Grand? performances. Uh, the BT Award. She did oh. perform at the BT oh, Award. I love when she shows up to that thing. You know man. what? And I feel bad because in the back of my mind, I was like, well, she did go to the BT Award. Yeah, Awards. straight up. I, I was like, I, I think it was the BT Awards, but I no like, way it was the BT Awards. It must Awards. have been the Grammys. I for sure. I, same thought. I'm sorry, BT. Same thought. No, I was just talking to Jeremy actually about um, it was this podcast I was listening to a few months ago. Um, and they were talking about when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift. And. The dude, it was two white men. Oh, Gladwell's half white. And somehow it got elevated to have it happen at the Grammys. And I was like, that happened at the VMAs, like the little piddly-ass yeah. VMAs, bro. And I was like, it's amazing. I mean, it's a commentary on a few different things. But I was like, it's yeah. incredible that, like, it's gotten okay, elevated so to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it couldn't have happened at the VMAs. <laughs> could, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. had to have happened at, like, a bit, some a big deal event. Yeah. It's like, no, that happened at the VMAs, bro. Kanye Man. really interrupted Taylor Swift for a fucking VM Music Award. Um, on behalf of Beyonce. On behalf of Beyonce. <laughs> That's the thing is like it was justified and everything, and like I I understand how we got to that point, but it's also oh, hilarious man. that like it couldn't have happened at the MTV VMAs. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So is your favorite song in that stretch, or would you say it's something else? Um, my favorite song on the album. So what did I say? I was gonna. I think actually no, it's not. <laughs> um. My favorite two songs, because I'm low-key, like, a hopeless romantic. I guess, I don't really know what a hopeless romantic is. Like, why are they hopeless? I'm just going to say romantic. Um, <laughs> I guess because it's like, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't get that one either. Yeah, I need to Google <laughs> definition. Um, <laughs> so, I'm low-key a romantic, so I really, I love a good love song. So, Love Drought and All Night, yeah, love I think, are my two favorites. I, I don't know. Kiss up and up and up on you all night. 
night is so saccharine. I was that was actually like the last song. That's what I was listening to. That was like get off the bus. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I get it, and, and like, I mean, in terms of like reconciliation, like it's a very good like sort of like finale to that. It's just so fucking sappy, man. Like, I mean, it is, but you know why I really love that song? The bass guitar in it. Yeah. No, it's, I it's, love it's a beautiful the bass song. Guitar, I'm not pretending like it's not beautiful, but it's yeah. like, it's so openly like. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Rock City. Nobody knows who I'm talking about, but they had this song called Losing It back in the summer of 2010. That was my shit. Um, That's mad random. Mad random. But they wrote they wrote on um, all night. Oh, oh, bad. Shout out to Rock City. That's why I just saw that. No, but the. Um, I guess the hook or the breakdown, whatever. Clearly, I don't make songs. Um, that bass guitar was hitting. No, it is. It is. It's a gorgeous song. I'm not gonna pretend like it's not, but I just feel like it's kind <laughs> it was of corny. Yeah, <laughs> very. How you like love drought, but all night it was corny. Cause love drought, it's almost like placement on the album in a way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like love drought doesn't feel so like mm. all night almost feels forced and not and again mm. like it's not that's just I see me being what you're nitpicky. saying. I see what you're but saying. But it's almost like it's the outro to the album. So it's right. like this you're is just toss it in the Right. Air. This is the outro. But I mean it, it could have <laughs> ended on freedom it felt more natural. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And Formation Tangly is the album. You know, but, I'm not gonna hold you. It is a little sl- maybe slightly awkwardly placed in the album. But I, get, I understand it though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to pretend like Beyonce made it bad here in our choice. Like whatever but um, and I'm and again I'm semi, I'm technically wrong because formation technically ends the album, but to yeah. me that's like the bonus track. Like, right, right, really, right, yeah. So, uh, what's my favorite song? Love Drought. I feel like I made a case for Six Inch earlier, but that was that's my favorite song for 45 minutes, so I can't really. <laughs> say that. I like Pray You Catch Me. <clears throat> I like I really like that too. I'm praying catch me listening. I'm praying I catch you whispering. I'm praying to catch you. I'm praying to catch you whispering. I'm praying to catch me listening. I'm praying to catch me. And it's like, that's another thing about when I first like listen to the album the first time or I guess first watch the movie or the film but it's like damn you coming out the gate like this like we already mm-hmm. we about to, like you can tell from the beginning that we about to dive in I don't know what we diving into we about to dive into no. something no it, like, it, it do set the story really good bro <laughs> it do set the yeah. story really good um I guess sorry is too easy an answer I feel like my, fa- I mean, my favorite, favorite lyrics song favorite song. my favorite lyrics are on sorry I'll say yeah. that I feel like love drought has to be like Sonically, my favorite song on the album, but Sorry is just mm. a fun song to, to I hear really like Sorry. That's why I like, I that's why I like singing Beyonce. it, because like, I, I have those. So that's I, why I like Don't Hurt Yourself So Much. Actually, my favorite lyrics are from that song. Uh, um, that song in Freedom. But I like Don't Hurt Yourself So Much so much because I like Feisty Beyonce. I like Cussing Beyonce. Yeah. I, like, I like reminding these niggas who you are. I remember I being that. like appalled when she would cuss. Not like appalled for real, but just <laughs> I like, it, it always... I'm always projecting onto her, and I ain't gonna pretend like I'm not. Cause she, she's does. like my little—I mean, not my my big sister. 
So it's like mm, when she cusses, like I'll the be girl, like the girl next door type of thing. But even more than that, like I feel like I've known Beyonce my whole life, damn near. Right, we all have. Well, yeah, we, we all have, have yeah. yeah. So it's like, girl, <laughs> I've known you the whole time. Like, like, like <laughs> she has not you, before man. It is. Wait, so you talking about when she first started, like, in her solo career? Or yeah. you mean, like, for this? In her solo career. Like, oh, when she first got started. I wasn't. And, so, when she first started, like, it may have thrown me off a little bit, but there were, like, certain, like, in certain songs where she would say, like, one or two cuss words. Like, I always love when like, she drops an L word in there, bro. I always love when she say the L word. <laughs> me like, too. Let's go. Me too. And for me, that, like, that is, again, reassuring as a black woman that we could be all these different things. Like, we could be classy. Mm-hmm. We could be professional. We could also be, like, turned up. You know what I'm saying? We I could mean, be G's I, I wasn't it, so woke saying? to like, understand intersectionality at a point in my life, right? Well, I am that. So, I was like, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, fuck these niggas. <laughs> I'm saying. I used to think y'all had to be one thing all the time, you know? That's sad. Growth. Shout uh, out to growth. Shout out. Yo, black men, are you tired of being told that men are trash? Are you tired of hearing over and over about toxic masculinity? Are you tired of having black masculinity defined for you? All in the videos, dancing. I bet. Check this out. Cue the music, please. My name is Jeremy Hurt, and Let's Talk Bruh is a podcast that I host on black masculinity. We have conversations on black masculinity and take it into our own hands, define it for ourselves, and break down what men are trash really means, as well as what it means to hold ourselves accountable for toxic masculinity and the ways that it impacts us and women. I have conversations on vulnerability, mental health, friendship, sex, and much more. Being a black man, as we know, is a full-time job with no days off. And Let's Talk Pro is a podcast where all black men can have deeper conversations outside of Twitter's 280 characters to vent, to laugh, celebrate our wins, and call each other out for problematic behavior like telling your boy to man up when he's crying because what does it really mean to be a man if you can't cry? With each episode, we try to do our part in considering and suggesting new visions of black masculinity. Let's Talk Pro drops every Wednesday anywhere you can find podcasts. My favorite lyrics were from Don't Hurt Yourself. And I almost don't want to say it because I'm so waiting for a good time to put this on my Instagram. You yourself, don't hurt yourself. She says, when you hurt me, you hurt yourself. When you play me, you, you play, play yourself. yourself. Um, and then another point, she says, when you love me, you love yourself. And I just feel like that is the truth. Because, because, <laughs> oftentimes. Do you believe in karma? I don't, um, sure. I, I believe in you get what you put into the, the world. Okay. Um, but no, I like that because oftentimes people don't. Like, people don't appreciate you until you're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then when they're missing that presence, it's like, oh, snap. Like, they don't realize how... I, I don't want to sound, like, uh, vain, but, like, a lot of times they don't understand, like, how much your presence can be uplifted by somebody else until mm-hmm. they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, when you mess that up, you're messing yourself up because now it's dry over there. 
It's dead it's over dry. there. Now you big mad because you done messed up and your girl or your partner or whatever, friend, whatever, coworker, employee is gone because you played them. Yeah. And ultimately, you play yourself. So, boom, I rock with that. Um, yeah, I think I said my lyrics from Sorry. And then I love the chorus on Wait, Freedom. Wait, your favorite lyrics from Sorry are Suck on My Balls, Pause. Pause, I had it enough. <laughs> I ain't thinking about. I mean, it's just it's just fun to sing. Um, it is though. And then the chorus on "Freedom" is my shit. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say. Shout out Just Blaze, one of the goats. Eh. Uh, we kind of skipped over weaknesses. Um, I think I already said what mine is though. This all night is just yeah. Kinda... I think so. When I first saw that question, I was like, "Ain't no weaknesses." Not because of course. Not because there are no weaknesses, but I couldn't think of anything. But now that you said that, I think that I would agree. Um, maybe the placement of all night. That's all I can say though. Yeah, I mean that's all I got. <laughs> I'm um yeah I'm a, I was an A&R in a past life and hope to be one of the future ones. So I don't yeah, know. I just, I just be feeling it. like I don't know. Like sequencing is very important to a record, in my opinion. I feel like just like certain moves here or there, be. like you can because every song on here works, but. All night could be on here. It just don't have to be the last song. It sh- so so placement should matter. Um, I think that we grew up in an era where placement mattered. Mm-hmm. I don't think mattered. Yeah, I don't think that placement matters as much for a lot of the new artists because of the streaming systems now. Yeah, niggas just so, trying to get right. So it's like they just want their thirty seconds exactly, of playtime anyway. Exactly. So they don't care what order the song's going. <laughs> Man, take me back to like. 2007. Man, take me back to when you actually had to make a decision on which album you were going to buy. Like, you had to actually decide who you were going to listen to. Lord Jesus. (laughs) Like. (laughs) I used to stay up at Target, though. I felt like them things were $12.99. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to my parents for, like, actually, like, leaning into my music addiction as a kid. Same. I got 8701 and Survivor the first time I got CDs. Then I got. I remember I showed up to the house one day and I had a Leah self-titled. Mm, uh, I had that drink. And then my stepmom, one of her coworkers, like, was doing like like burning CDs and like selling them for like five dollars a pop. So she of got course. she got me like Brandy Full Moon. Mm. I still have all these somewhere. You want to know my first? Unit. The first two albums I bought because I bought them at the same time. What? The first time I ever had enough money to go to the store and buy an album it was Pokemon soundtrack and Will Smith Millennium. <laughs> Let me tell Millennium you, was, was, had the bruh, I don't know what, I don't know what it was about Millennium that attracted me as a young, because what you Will Smith, come out. I guess so, but I wasn't was even 90, like, I wasn't even heavy in my hip hop bag then though, because I was a kid. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I, I just didn't, knew, I, I, I love that album. I think I still have it actually. But bringing it back full circle. Yeah, I th- my first CD was definitely, is 8701 and Survivor, so yeah, mm. I say been in my life for real forever. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I saw a tweet one time, and they were talking about, it was like some, I guess, Gen Z kids talking about Normani, and they, um, who I still haven't really gotten into, but somebody said something like, 
I wonder if this was like if this is what it was like for people that got to watch Beyonce from the beginning of her career. And I was mm. like, oh my gosh, is that where we are now? That is what. But that's the thing is like I I wonder. I, I talk about this with a lot of people, definitely with Deb though, because it's like. I'll be talking to my mom about, like, a celebrity from 1976 who I've never heard of before, mm. but was the hottest motherfucker mm. of all time in 1976. And it's like, damn, it's got to be – I mean, two thoughts. Like, just one fame is a hell of a drug where it's like, mm. after you're not famous no more, that's got to suck when you, like, just walk in the grocery store and niggas don't know who the I don't think that'll is. ever be Beyonce or Jay-Z. It won't, but <laughs> – I mean, they just too famous. They but are, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know, like – Who's hot right now that could like like where's where's fucking Ray Schremer gonna be in twenty thirty five like Sway Lee gonna be the, the assistant manager at Full Locker? You know, <laughs> you know what I think when I think of Ray Schremer in that like era of music, it, it it's similar to like fast fashion and fast food. That's the kind of vibe that it gives me. Yeah, and yeah, that's no that's shade actually, or yeah, offense yeah, to them, but it's like it's not necessarily timeless music, and so that's why it's very hard for me to. But Ray Shrimp, I feel like they have made timeless music in a way. Like maybe I don't listen to them as much, so maybe. And I, but the same thing about Swag Surf, right? Like I think about the fact that I mean that shit is a smash. I listen to that shit sometimes. And I'm just kind of <laughs> like, this is actually a really good song beyond the dance or whatever. Yeah. Like, that shit, that shit, that shit mm. not. But it's also like, man, them niggas did not think. I mean, the song has oh, outlasted yeah. them, right? so it's also like. <laughs> them niggas might be the manager at Home Depot, but they shit is still right. being bad played at every single party. Literally, every black party. I mean, party. Um, still out here performing. So, listen, they the, gonna be on somebody's yeah. concert I mean, at this, at this point, all these niggas, like, I, I respect the Millennium Tour niggas because they realize that, like, oh, nostalgia sure sells, bro. One. Like, we gotta make this money while we can. I went to the first one. I'm definitely going to the second one. Especially, especially they talking about Ashanti coming, which is a thing because I'm like, where are all the women from the, two, from the 2000s? Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that, though. It's crazy to like that we're in this age range now where we can, we have so much experience and how music has changed mm -hmm. already. Cause it all, a lot mm -hmm. of this still feels like, I don't know, like yesterday. Or I think yeah. I saw, I saw another tweet that um, somebody that was a teacher, they were like their students said that J. Cole was cool for an old rapper. And I was like, if he's an old rapper, what is a Jay Z? Like, what is. <laughs> What is a Nas? What is a Jadakiss? My, my, my like, nephew don't listen to Ho. There's no chance. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I'll just fight old shit in the car with him just so he'll hear it. And every now and again, he'll be like, what's this? And I'll be like, yes. But like, yeah. it's few and far between, man. He has not yeah. even this old shit, bro. I used to play Lauryn Hill in the car with my sister every time she got in the car. <laughs> man, that album. I'm, I'm coming back around on Miss Education. I got mad at her because she was... Listen, not, I ain't, she not going to get no ticket money out of me. I know that. That's, that's not why we're here. <laughs> All right, popularity of the album. Uh, but how ubiquitous was the album among your friend group and people whose music opinions you value? Yeah, so I think kind of similar to what I was saying earlier, because um, most of the people that are in my like tight circle are black women, mm -hmm. and so it just felt again reassuring that another black woman that has such a high platform can relate to other to similar experiences that we're going and then show it particularly and intentionally through a black woman's perspective and when i say show it i mean through the film um but a lot of the stuff that she's talking about or remind me of conversations that i've had with my friends like don't hurt yourself there are things in there that i've for sure said like <laughs> venting to my friends about stuff um 
pray you cash me and she's opening up. I think, what was the first line? I think she said, I could taste the dishonesty on your lips or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I mean, every girl, I don't want to say every girl, but most women that I know have gotten their heart broke, whether it's in a relationship or a situation or whatever, even if it's not even romantic. Like, most people have gotten their heart broke. Yeah, platonic um, heartbreaks hurt, too. Hmm? Platonic heartbreaks Yeah, platonic real. heartbreaks do hurt, too. Um... And then sorry, I mean sorry was a whole sorry information yeah. and thumbs. Yeah, that was for anthems. And thumbs. I mean to the, to this day. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. No, nah, formation yeah. still slaps. Um, it does. It sure does. Damn. Okay. I mean, formation. she came out heavy with formation too. That dream was crazy. Named That's her, such an interesting time. Named her tour after it. Mm. Um, Which says we still need that video footage. Thank you. Never happening. <laughs> yes, it is. Never happening. Well, it was right the fourth greatest song of this decade, Formation by Pitchfork. It was the fourth uh, fourth greatest song. Oh, wow. I'm not doing songs of the decade. That's just, that's a bridge too far. I mean, because there's a lot. there are a lot of pieces in Formation. Yeah. It's an anthem for women, but it's also uh-huh. an anthem for black people. That's another That's another thing that I would like to say. I do not, for black men that value and support black women and love black women, you should in some way have an appreciation for Beyonce. Because the way that she like uplifts black women is a, is a way that I don't think that any body else could do or is doing i mean like i mean there are there are some there are other artists but like on this platform in front of all these white people mm-hmm. um and it's like if y'all want black women to be happy then y'all should support art and content that uplifts our voices and our experiences and the things that we go through it's like stop being a hater all the time <laughs> your whole life your nigga. whole life y'all are missing out on quality content that's the thing is for like, the sake of being contrary. My thing is like if I don't like it, then you don't I don't like gotta it. but I ain't gotta bring it up neither. Like people that's my biggest beef with Twitter is like I don't think people really realize just like how negative they are on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Like it's a whole lot of, of what you don't like or what you mm-hmm. don't want to do or what you're not gonna do. Mm-hmm. It's like have you ever have you ever what do noticed you do? Right, what do you wanna do? <laughs> what do you What like? positivity <laughs> have you put into the universe today? It's a whole <laughs> right. lot of like uh, uh, Shit that makes you mad. It's right, like, yeah. So, whatever. Social media um, is such an interesting place. Such an interesting place. Uh, shout out to Sway Lee. I was talking shit about him. He wrote on Formation, so <laughs> he'll forever well, be poor. I was going to say, he's going to forever get a bag. So, I was talking about this on Self-Titled. I, I started to appreciate, I always thought it was funny that like Beyonce wanted to be a writer when she first started being a solo artist, and then that quickly changed. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, she is she always gets writing credits. Yeah. And she always puts other niggas on. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah. at the end of the day, niggas going to be listening to Formation forever, so Sway Lee right, will never right, be broke. Right, right, You know right. what I'm saying? Like, she's making sure niggas get their bags, and I, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I had one more thought. Oh, yeah, I wanted to add, I twirl on my haters to my favorite lyrics. Albino, uh. alligators. <laughs> um, so many quotables. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate her just kind of leaning into like this this era of. Um, I'm a grown ass woman. That, but also like the the songwriting style of just like this line don't have nothing to do with the next. Oh right, I'm just I'm just yeah, talking, I'm, I'm just like... talking. Yeah, it's all stream of consciousness. <laughs> That's how I know Sway wrote that line. <laughs> what do albino alligators have to do with anything? Bro? I actually think I saw I read something about that. Um, I don't know. What oh the... yeah, you you probably right. I don't really know. I can't tell you right now, but I did see something. I was like, this is too deep for the intro right now. <laughs> Albino alligators. Oh, that's the name of a movie? When a robbery in New Orleans is a disaster, the mercurial burglar Dova is like, no, I don't care. That is wild, though. 
that there are. Uh, it's first of all, it's wild that alligators are whole dinosaurs. You know. <laughs> like that. Oh. Um. All right. Uh, could this album still be made in 2019, or do you think it's a time capsule? Is it still relevant? I'll just go ahead and say yeah. Absolutely. Like this album is going to be relevant to black women forever. Yeah. I, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's really it. I do think, though, that she needed to be where she was in her career to make this album. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example. Um, and in her life, too. Right. Like, I don't think that. So, all the albums before Lemonade, I don't think that. For each album, the preceding album needed to exist for her to create the album that came after it. Mm-hmm. But I think that for Lemonade, all of the albums she made before needed to exist yeah, before she true. got to Lemonade. That's true. Because um, it's kind of almost like a culmination of her entire journey as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it almost feels like a final senior project in grad school or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I think, like you said, this will be timeless and relevant to black women. Um, and I would also like to say black people in general mm-hmm. for forever. Yeah, I don't disagree. I um, I don't know. So, if, I mean, between the two, like I said, I think Lemonade is specifically, like, intensely personal to black women. So I would probably yeah. choose self-titled. Um, okay. But um, I don't think – I don't want that to, like, diminish, like, my opinion on, like, the musicality of the, of the album. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, specifically – because I can't really relate to a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, it's not because it's, to you. It's, it's not that. Yeah. And like I said, it does make me slightly uncomfortable to listen to some of the songs. Um, <laughs> Why? Because of Jay-Z? Yeah, because I know what she's <laughs> talking So it's like, and, and again, like I said, like it's it's less like, it's Jay-Z is the conduit. It's interesting that you but, feel that way. But no, like I said, Jay-Z is the conduit, but it's also like, she's talking to black men. She's not just talk, she's yeah, talking to her Yeah, that's kind of where I was going to go with that. Because she is, right? You know? So it's so... You saying that you and it's not the, there's not anything wrong with you being uncomfortable. I think that that's a really valid point. But it's interesting that you say that because I don't think uncomfortable has to be bad. It just makes yeah, you want to like think about right. But like, it's like I think that black men don't even realize how other black men around them are treating the black women around them. That is them true. That is true. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. So I think like we black women we know about all of it because we experience all of it. We just don't necessarily always tell other black men about what other black men are doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for Beyonce, um Beyonce to address it like that kind mm-hmm. of was eye opening for a lot of black men because a lot of us are seeing a lot of what she's saying behind closed doors. We're just not seeing it in front of y'all. So it's almost like kind of like a like a reflection type of thing. So I can I can understand yeah. Some of it, I can understand what you're saying. And then, I mean, like, one, one more thing I will say on, like, a semi... It's lighter, but it's not lighter. Because <laughs> I'm broaching the idea of divorce. But it's like, I was... This is a this is a terrible comp. Like, I'm just going to come right out and say, like, this analogy is going to suck. But <laughs> oh, I remember, God. like, when I watched... I, was, I used to watch Scandal a lot. I used to be, like, a big Scandal yeah. hit. And I used to get so mad at Melly for not leaving Fitz. I'd be like, dog... He don't love you. He in love with this black woman who he's mm-hmm. promising the world to. Why don't you just leave? I, f- I feel like if you left and exposed all his bullshit, you would be the most powerful woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I almost felt that way about Beyonce and with mm-hmm. Ho. I was like, if you really wanted to like start a civil war and get all the black women <laughs> on your side, because y'all was so done with Ho after this shit. Mm. Like I remember when On the Run Two happened, and like to a woman, y'all was like, why is she bringing that? <laughs> and I was like, because he the greatest rapper of all time. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> 
it almost made me like double down on hope because I was like, mm. y'all not about to pretend like this nigga not the greatest because like he made a mistake, bro. Mm. Like I understand it's a terrible mistake. I understand this is y'all queen. I think but it was just personal. Time, I like, think it was. Yeah, that that's the queen, but I think it's all it was also personal to a lot of women. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I I totally understand <laughs> it, but it, to a woman, it was though. like, why is he coming? And it's like, <laughs> like he like she gotta bring this nigga like on a field trip. Like, at oh, home. I was so floored. That's funny. I do um, remember that though. Yeah. So I'm glad they figured it out. Whatever. I hope they figured. I hope they figured. Yeah. I hope they. They they seem happy enough. I don't know. Like I don't know if you listen to everything is love, but the last. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing though, because they're artists, so like even if the album sounds happy, that is just a happy album to me. But the flip side of that is, even if the album, even if Lemonade sounds sad, who knows what she's putting on to make it even more emotional. That's true. That's where I land on it. It's like they're capitalists. And it's like the point at which they decided they wanted to turn this into art for consumption. I don't know what's true and what's fiction. So here's the thing about that, though. I don't necessarily think that they said less. So I don't know how to say this. I, so I think that a lot of times why legends in their respective genres are considered legends are because their audiences can relate to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you think about, like, the most popular rappers, when you think about some of the most popular uh, pop stars, like, throughout time, a lot of their music, a lot of the hits were things that people resonate with. So, I think that there has to be a, a, a certain amount of, like, realistic. Reality, yeah. yeah reality yeah. in that for people to even attract to it. Um, All I'm saying is if it came out that Lemonade was more based on a true story than, like, the actual true story, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, it's art. So, of course, it's based on a true right. story. Because also you have other people writing on this. Yeah. Matter of fact, was it, um, oh, my goodness. Wasn't Confessions based on a story that had nothing to do with yeah, Usher? Yeah, I thought it was all Usher. It was Jermaine Dupri's story. <laughs> that shit made me so mad. I was like, Listen, Yo. why was everybody universally going through a breakup when Confessions came out? <laughs> everybody was crying. Everybody was going through it. Can we also say shout out to Melina Masukas? Melina Masukas, I think when um when was it? Was it self-titled? I think it was before self-titled because I think I was still in college. I was considering becoming a, a music video producer. Because hey, but obviously I didn't do that. Not too late. <laughs> but no, like listen. If somebody <laughs> wants to, train she did. Me oh, she did the money maker music. video. I thought I'd seen that name a long time ago. And the crowd no more video. Niggas ain't hit the Sharifa. She's Sharifa's. done a lot. She's done like damn near everything for Beyonce and a lot of. Um, I see at the table. She did the visuals, I believe, for those. Um. Uh, videos. Yeah. She's also a producer, like a visual producer, I think, for Insecure, and she also mm-hmm. worked on Queen and Slim. Yeah, yeah, I, I know about Queen and Slim. I see she yeah. did every. She did the videos for um. B day, yeah. Um, I think matter of fact, I think it was. I think it was B day. Maybe then. Okay. Maybe it was either B day or subtitled. And I was like, damn, there's a you the one video. I'm I'm so behind. I used to all I did was sit up and watch music videos at a point in my life. So it was like, I watch a lot more music videos now on YouTube. Like I'll just play, um, like if I'm cleaning up or whatever, which mm-hmm. I do today. I'll, like, play one video that I want to hear, and then after that, yeah, like, a lot of stuff keeps playing. I'll be like, oh, snap, this got a video, this got a video, this got a video, yeah. too. All right, so are you still listening to Lemonade regularly? Not kind of regularly, moment, only because I don't want to outplay it. But, I like, I mean, well, I guess it depends on what regularly is. I, maybe compared to some people I do. Mm-hmm. But, um... I mean, is it, do you, would you consider it still part of your rotation? Yeah. Or, okay. If not the whole album, at least certain songs. And then I think... 
once in a quarter, once a quarter, I have to watch either Homecoming or Lemonade. I've been watching. Homecoming Shout out to Homecoming, man! Shout that shit was great. Bruh, how you watch Homecoming but you didn't watch Lemonade? Because <laughs> Homecoming was more readily accessible. I could just turn it on You're Netflix. Right. I think with Homecoming, it came out on HBO, and like I still be using my uh, my parents' HBO account. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I had, I was paying my own cable bill, so that wasn't a, the beef. I just wasn't home. I don't think Homecoming is so dope, and also is a reason why there will never be a concert that's like Beyonce's concert. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that's actually. I've seen that was kind of my times. biggest takeaway. I haven't seen Beyonce live yet, and it's like that Coachella show she puts makes on a me want to go to Coachella, dog. <laughs> like I gotta see her. Oh, well, I don't care about going to Coachella, but but my thing is, I need to see her like put on like a massive no, show while yes. she got her prime, dog. Because like, she low key like she has films in between her concerts. Like she is it is it is it is a visual experience yeah. on top of Beyonce. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm just an advocate about going to see legends, though. I saw I paid way too much money a couple years ago to go see Stevie Wonder, <laughs> and like, and I wasn't like 200 section, but mm. it was. I mean, I, I had a great angle to like the to the show, so I saw everything, and it was beautiful. I think he was doing it was the songs in the key of life concert, mm. so he did he did that all the way through, and see. then so he he did he did this one had an intermission, did just random songs, then he did this too. And it was like, I got more hits of y'all just want me to keep playing. <laughs> and it performed like another hour. I was like, this is he was the like, best. He was like, I've been doing this since I was 12. You know what I'm saying? Literally, <laughs> Literally. He's, I think he said that shit. He, was he like, has a recorded song when he was 12. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I, he might have said that he was like, I got like 50 years of these, which I won't. This is like, flex this, Steve. All right. I've never been to a full Stevie Wonder concert, but I did see him perform when I was in college at uh, Norfolk or in Norfolk uh, when Barack was running for president mm-hmm. and they did like a fundraiser rally thing and he performed that was dope yeah. alright second last question artists love claiming growth on future projects is this Beyonce's best project in your opinion or has there been some I mean this is the last technical studio album she's come out with yeah. but have you seen growth in the last few years since uh, Lemonade or since Lemonade yeah um, I mean, she she came out with the with the Carter's album. She's been she's been around, you know what I'm saying. She came yeah, out with something this yeah, year. Yeah, she came out with that. Um, she came out with the Lion King, yeah. which I like a lot. I, think I did. I was very satisfied because I was worried. That's the thing that I love about Beyonce because you can tell that it's like her style. Like you can tell that she has some type of creative control over the project, but it's also very different from what we've ever heard from her. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it doesn't feel forced, right? Um, I thought it was funny that like Lion King, the Lion King gave her the right. key to do her own. Time Let me tell you about how my heart was so happy because the Lion King. I was like a Disney kid, like yeah. I loved Disney movies. The Lion King is one of my favorite movies as a kid. I was dressed up as Nala so many times for Halloween. Like I've considered naming my kids Nala. <laughs> like I love I love the Lion King. So when they told me that the Lion King and Disney was gonna work together for an album with Beyonce. I was floored. I said, with Childish Gambino I mean, in the, the movie? The only person that can pull that off is Beyonce. I was like, I was like, oh. literally, like, who else has the... I was like, could Adele do it? I was like, why would Hell they give... No. I was like, why would they give that to Adele? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, nobody else could pull exactly. that shit off. Exactly. I'm like, yo, this is... It, it just felt like all of my worlds colliding at one point. It was crazy. But <laughs> no, so have I seen growth since then? I think... I feel like she's the type of person that's ever-evolving. Um, as role models and as individuals, people should be. And so I think that now she's in a space where, I think she's even said this before in interviews or like in one of her documentaries or whatever, but um, 
I think she has, she's in a space where she can be even more creative than, she, than before. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that with the live Homecoming studio album, or not studio album, the live album. We're seeing that with The Lion King. Um, I don't really care. I don't want to say I don't care, but, like, the joint albums are cool. <laughs> like, they're not going to get, they're not, like, I'm not playing them from top to bottom repetitively. They're cool. You know I am shot the whole eye. They're cool for what they are, but I don't necessarily consider that a piece of, it's a piece of Beyonce, but I don't look at it in the same light. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a like extra credit. No, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, but to that point, she was kind of, I ain't gonna say like dig like dipping back into like the alter ego shit or whatever, but she kind of was on the um everything is love. Like, I mean, yeah, a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like I you said, it's kind of the extra the extra credit in, in the best kind of way. Um, yeah, shout out to the line that Lion King soundtrack was so fucking good. It was, man. I was I felt so proud of like everybody. There, there was a there was a criticism though that um, which niggas just gotta criticize everything. Which I, it's not an illegitimate criticism. I just thought it was nitpicky. But like wherever the Lion King is set, she didn't go there to get any of the. Oh, artists. good night. I thought you were gonna say that um, the skits in between. That's the only thing that annoys me because I don't yeah. actually want to listen to the skits every time. Right. <clears throat> And um, I'm sure she actually like took like dialogue from the movie. No, like the Lion King soundtrack. I was like, they have their own soundtrack. <laughs> Literally, there's a Lion King soundtrack, and they gave Beyonce her own. It's like, what the? F- Literally, right. I was like, wow, what a time. To be alive. What a yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I think that like was that like one. a thing. It was whatever. They, she got African artists, but none of them from the actual land where whatever. Um, but people have to also think about how much goes into all of this anyways. Like, there's contracts, there's lawyers, there's people are traveling, people mm-hmm. are on tour, people are fucking, people are living their lives. Like, people get sick, people have to travel, people have to do a lot. So, it's not as easy to get, I don't know, like, you can't just get the perfect roster of people all the time. Exactly. You have, sometimes you just have to get what you And the have. fact she got this is Right, crazy. the fact that she got what she got is like... Did you like Beyonce? Because who Lion else King? is doing this? Did I like Beyonce on what? In the Lion King, this random sort of. Um, I mean, I don't think that there is much to dislike. Like, I don't. It's the Lion King. Uh, so I didn't. She sounded I, mad wooden though. She sounded wooden. Like, yeah. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? She sounded like she was reading. Oh, uh, wooden. <laughs> she sounded like she was reading the whole thing. Am I not thing. cool enough to know what wooden means? Or no, is that like an SAT word? I feel or like I feel like I was being. Yeah, I feel like that oh, was SAT. Is word, that a Detroit thing? Um, just like stiff. I meant to say like she sounded like she was stiff. Though. That's all. You know, honestly, my but senses were no overloaded stiff, when I watched the movie. So if she did, I didn't. I probably didn't care. <laughs> I was just happy that there was a Lion King movie with Beyonce and Childish Gambino <laughs> and James Earl Jones still voicing Mufasa. I'm not mad at it. Okay, uh, final thoughts, anything you want to add before we close out? Um, no, I would just like to say that this was a great album. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody needs to watch the film, though. Get you a little 30-day month or 30 day, uh, free trial with title Or HBO, yeah, I think it's still on HBO, yeah. Um, and watch the Lemonade film because I think that it's a piece of artwork that 
will like be historic at some point. Like I think I'm pretty sure, if not already, people will be studying that joint in like college classrooms. Um, but nah, shout out to Beyonce, shout out to Black Women, shout out to What Suits Him, and thank uh, you for uh, having uh, me. Yeah, uh, y'all go support Be Great DC too, man. Hey. They doing great things. We out here. Well, we doing great things in the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. shout out to the multimedia producer. <laughs> Picking up gigs and shit, man. You know, <laughs> trying out here. All right, thank you, Ray Pear. Alright. Thank you one more time to Ray Pay. Um I think Lemonade is available to stream everywhere nowadays. So um if you haven't listened if you haven't listened to Lemonade or haven't listened to it in a while, um go ahead and revisit that one. Um again if you're gonna be in the Detroit area next weekend, pull up to Will You Be My Hero, uh pop up experience hosted uh at Street Cred and sponsored by Neighborhood Heroes Clothing. Y'all go cop some gear for the springtime, man. Um, what else? What's Hootsim.com? Make sure y'all head to the website. Everything's popping off there. Like I said, around this movies of the decade list is up. Songs of the year is still up. Albums of the decade project still going strong. Consulting, photography, everything. Um, and before I forget, shout out to the homie Will Gardner, friend of the project. Um, if you've heard him on this podcast before, you know he's a very smart, very um, thoughtful person. And uh, last year, he reached out to me for a little bit of editing assistance on a book project he was working on. And now that book is officially out. Um, it's called Trigger Guard, a book on anxiety. It's by William Garner. It's on Amazon for just $3.20. Man, you probably have $3.25 just in Amazon credits just sitting in your account. So um, if you need some sort of uh, reflections on anxiety, if you yourself are dealing with um, just sort of the traumas that 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 comes with adulthood and trying to figure out how to navigate um adulting and and just pretty much just just living you know i think a lot of us are dealing with um what if what it actually means to be an adult what it actually means to um deal with the traumas that we have accumulated throughout our lives and through in, in childhood and in teenage teenage dumb and then maybe early adulthood and working past those in order to become the the fullest version of ourselves so yeah, if you if you look at if you're looking for some sort of reflections and ruminations on that, I would highly recommend Williams' book. Again, it is called Trigger Guard, a book on anxiety. Trigger Guard, a book on anxiety. It is on Amazon for three dollars and twenty cents. So, y'all go cop that. Um, yeah, so we'll be back soon. I'm actively working toward putting up fifty two of these things this year, if not more. So, um, albums of the decade project still still going strong and gonna try and get some sports and other related talk coming up in the next couple of weeks until then uh y'all be safe out here all right bye hold up they don't love you like i love you slow down they don't love you like i love you back up they don't love you like i love you step down they don't love you like i love you can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love, they don't love you like I love you. Oh, down, they don't love you like I love you. Something don't feel right because it ain't right, especially coming up after midnight. I smell your secrets and I'm not too perfect To ever feel this worthless How did it come down to this Scrolling through your call list I don't wanna lose my pride But I'ma fuck me up a bitch Know that I kept it sexy You know I kept it fun There's something that I'm missing Maybe my head for one What's worst? Looking jealous or crazy Jealous or crazy Or like being walked all over lately Walked all over lately I'd rather be crazy Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. What
slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself.